What's up, everybody? Welcome to FNG Podcast. We're back at it with another episode. I'm Big O. And I'm Gator. And today we have what, Randy Watson with us today. Damn right. <laughs> Damn, Damn right. right. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, you're trying, you're trying to stay warm. I mean, did you have any issues at your house? No, I was very fortunate. Um, I, you know, I live near um, an essential facility, like literally two blocks down the street. So I had no interruptions whatsoever. So you're working, you're, you're staying at work? Like I'm sleeping in the executive office right now. I got a pretty nice view, got a TV, got food in my belly. Oh, where's the Xbox? Well, I don't, I don't, I ain't seen you on. It's downstairs, man. I got it in my office. Yeah. My power finally stopped cutting off today. Well, at least you had it. There's been um, some of my coworkers have had it off for 72 hours. But yeah, the, the only, yeah, it's been shitty. But I'm happy it happened. You're happy it happened? Yeah, man. Why not? It's like all this shit, you got to look at the positive. It's just, it's like all this shit is falling to the top. And people are being called on their lack of responsibility. Um, it's just improper handling of, <laughs> you know, emergency services and responsiveness is just bullshit um, but i mean that's just trying to take the positive out of it right, right. and it doesn't mean that anything's going to change but it's it, when you get people what when you have something like this happens there's bound to be some change yeah but I, honestly i think it was people made it out worse than what it actually was what do you mean like people panicking and uh i mean just just people fucking trying to go get shit at the stores and shit well i get, well you know are what? they buying shit paper all over again too i mean that's i mean that's what it felt like like people were stocking up milk like six gallons of milk like bro you need maybe i mean unless that's your only supply of you know nutrients is milk or you're feeding you know i don't know you have 18 kittens that you need to fucking feed like there should be no reason why you need that much milk like milk lasts for two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. You know. I mean, no, I, um, I kind of I agree with you, but I don't. Like, I agree with you. People don't even be stocking up that much. Yeah. Two gallons of milk. I'm totally cool with that. I don't think people overreacted. Um, I think they somewhat acted appropriately, just because, dude. I mean, I just I haven't even really paid attention much to the news. Like, I, I we do have like the news on in the background, and there's people. Right saying shit and captions but like just from my family my friends um you know there's people that they've been in a house that has been 20 degrees and they have a you know infant like i'm talking about less than a year old child yeah 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 um they don't have a fireplace they don't have um pampers formula i mean dude the way the, the pandemic brought out a lot of things about us as a society um just the way that we're wasteful yeah uh, we we have way too much uh just other things but i feel like this brings out another part of things that we're just uh comfortable we're not prepared uh, we rely too much on the government um and uh, kind of just the day-to-day -day services like uh like me for example instacart i rely on instacart quite a bit right um i shop for a, you know a good four or five days a week but there's some people that shop for you know two days or maybe three um, because they live so close to an HEB or whatever, it's just convenient for them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's good. I guess. I guess for everybody who doesn't know what's going on, for our listeners, you know, we're down here in Texas and uh, we got hit with the uh, ice storm of the century. Like we we broke a lot of records. I think most snow, most days under freezing since like what was it thirty five years, forty years, some shit like that. Fuck, I don't know, but 
it's nothing I've seen in my lifetime. Not that I've been around for a long time, but for being in Texas, this I ain't used to this shit. Yeah. Yeah. No. Last time, uh, I mean, I've seen pictures of my uh, brother and sister with my parents back in the 80s in Dallas. They had maybe, what, two or three inches of snow, and we thought that was a lot. Yeah. That, that puts this shit to shame. Yeah. I know we're, we we're talking before about how you were talking about the positives of, of stuff like this. And well, I mean... I, I mean, yeah, deposit, I think like, uh, it's just not good to dwell on negative in general in life. And when it comes with things like this, there's just so much drama and, um, there's definitely, you know, it's, it, it's deserved, I guess you could say, but, um, it's going to be wasteful if all you think about is a negative. If you were to have a different mindset, if everybody were to have a different mindset, I think it would make us a better society. For example, like, what the hell did I not have when this started? Right. I literally have started a list of things that I would like, um, you know, tire chains, the fucking slip on anti-slip uh, webbing for my shoes, uh, you know, a fucking vest that warms you. I mean, dude, uh, a generator, a portable uh, 100 watt power bank. I mean, it's, my list goes on, you know? So just try to take the positive out of a, a bad situation is pretty much what I'm trying to do out of it. I guess my model for everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, cause for us, I mean, you, I mean, we're, we we're playing that one night whenever my power first went out, you know, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll joking aside, you know, we were like, you know, I went off for what, like 20 minutes or so. And then the next morning I was without power for what, 10 hours or something like that. Well, luckily I had gas, you know, my gas, gas stove and moderated that. And I was able to keep my house at like 68, 70 degrees. So, which, when it's you know negative five degree wind chill outside it wasn't it was comfortable but it wasn't warm you know but yeah, definitely. but i was i mean i guess i don't know see i i just i feel like being poor at one point in my life prepared me for situations like this like like know, just knowing some secrets of the trade well i mean like you know using my gas stove worst case scenario i could have put the barbecue pit you know vented it out through something are you making toasters strudels or something <laughs> I, heard, uh, I heard i heard a ding go off i was like uh-oh toast is ready to text message oh okay um but yeah i mean like you know there there's things that you could do i mean what i what i would figure was common knowledge but going through facebook and watching all these people apparently it's not you know yeah well i mean I'm, i get what you're saying like i mean uh i don't uh i i I definitely didn't come with the silver spoon in my mouth, and but I wasn't fucking rags living underneath the bridge or anything like that. Right, but, right. I, mean, I don't think, honestly, poor, being poor is an advantage. And I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, one of the news stories that I did catch was everybody making a big deal about Ted Cruz hopping on a plane, going to Cancun with his family. Right. The dude has money. Right. Um, yes. You know, so if it was me, and I was in a situation, shit, I'd be right there in that plane too. Yeah, and that's what we were talking about earlier. Like, I don't understand what the big deal is. Like, you know, I get he's a senator, but he's not a line worker out there manning the, uh, you know, in the trenches. He's got money, so he can he can bounce, he can go wherever he went. I mean, like... I mean, I, I, I agree with you. Um, I agree with you. Uh, I'm sure that there's another argument maybe that we haven't heard. And, uh, you know, I, I'm open to it, to saying, oh, yeah, I, I see your point. But at the same time, it, what the fuck is he going to do? 
you know right uh, and if somebody else had that it was in that position they pretty sure damn sure they would have done the same thing and me personally i mean i just think it's just the news trying to you know slander that party yeah i'm i'm pretty sure because like uh i just read a quote from what was the name um the fuck's his name beto oh beto right yeah and it his, you mean his robert yeah whatever but he made he made zero sense. Like what he said was like he was trying to be like super educated in what he said, but it didn't say anything. He was like science prepared us for this, and yet you didn't listen to the calls. Like Greg Abbott, you're at fault for this. And I was like, science showed us what. He left a big question mark there. But people are feeding into that like that little segment right there. Like he didn't say shit to clarify what he was talking about, whether it was the power grids or you know, the weather going to get bad or, you know what I mean? I, I, I honestly have no idea what exactly he was talking about. Well, they keep, I mean, they also make it sound like people need to depend on the government. Yeah. Like why, why is that such a big mentality that you have to depend on the government? You can't take care of yourself. The government needs to take care of you. And if the government doesn't take care of you, they're not doing their job. Well, why do y'all think of that? As, as far as me? Now, now, why do you think that you have that mindset? But why do you think that the government would want to do that? Wouldn't want to what? Take care of us? No, no. Why do you think that the government wants us to depend, to depend on them? Oh, because we're that. Honestly, in my opinion, that makes us as a as a person or as a uh, community weaker. Like if you if if you depend on someone to to give you handouts and they dictate on what you get. Like I also feel that especially like with like like uh, food stamps and benefits and stuff like that. Like all that shit. Like I feel like. Everybody in their lifetime should, you know, they might need a helping hand. And I am 100% agree with that. But I feel like there should be some kind of limitation or some kind of like, you know, they shouldn't turn those deals into a lifestyle, you know? What does so, Big O have to, uh, have to say about that? About the the mentality? I don't know. I, I'm not sure if it's like so much the government that wants it, but like the media seems like they push it that way that, you know especially with the stimulus checks, like when the whole Georgia runoff was going off, it was pushing. You put me in office, I'll get you that $1,400. Like you need to vote me in because we're going to take care of you. The government's going to take care of you. Like I just, I don't understand where that whole mentality came from. Like I understand there's people struggling because of the pandemic, the losing jobs and shit like that. But you have to find a way to make ends meet other than waiting for the government to help you. There are other ways for you to go out there and make money and make something of yourself rather than sit around waiting on unemployment, waiting on uh, stimulus checks, waiting on money to just fucking fall out of the sky. You know, nobody wants to put in that effort to make something better of a situation. They want to sit around and blame other people and blame the government. You know, and I just wanted to hear your guys' side of it. And I completely agree with you all. I just feel like that subject is a complete rabbit hole, so I will try to give my opinion as short as possible. Um, I feel like it was designed that way. I feel like it, that's the way that they want us. If they didn't want us undereducated and not, not have the ability to pay our own rent, support our families, um, then they would have in place steps for you to better yourself. For example, if you were on food stamps or assisted living, then you have to work. You have to go to school. You have to be part of a program that, you know, 
teaches you something. If you didn't go to elementary school, or you didn't go to uh, junior high, or you didn't go to high school, then you need to complete that in, in order to get those benefits. They don't do that. Yeah, yeah, they offer programs like that, but they're hidden or they're just not discussed very openly. Um, and that's just with like, you know, the food stamps and whatnot. But um, uh, I'm a big fan of that show, Rick and Morty. And if I were to summarize all this, it's just that the working class is like slavery with more steps. And, you know, that's a quote from that show. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. Like, that's what we do. We work to live. In, in my eyes, freedom is having the money to have my free time, to not have to come to work right. 40 hours a week, 60 hours a week if I want to have fun and buy toys and, you know, buy car parts, computer parts or whatever. I have to do that extra work. Right, right. And see, well, and see, and that's why, see, I had talked before. We had we had a guy on here that I used to work with and he was, well, he was a yeller. Let's just put it like that. But I discussed with him, I told him, because we were, we were doing the whole Trump and Biden thing. This was before the election and all that stuff. And I told him, I said, look, here, here's the deal. The way it's pretty much designed to keep you down. You know what I mean? And before I said, you know, back in 2012, when I thought about opening my own shop and I was going to do my own thing, I had requested a business loan, right? Just inquired about it just to see, okay, what can I qualify for? What can I do it? And I told him, I said, I had more money down and better credit at that point in time. And they offered me $50,000, right? I said, Trump came into office and he was a businessman and he was giving these people incentives to try to get, you know, Hispanics, African-Americans, all this other deal. He passed a bill to emphasize on that, like for small business loans or whatever. So when I inquired about it and my, my credit had took a hit because I didn't know that if you pay off credit cards and pay off student loans that uh, your credit drops a shit ton. Uh, so I, I dropped like 140, 150 points or some shit like that. I closed my longest, my longest deal and paid off my student loans. So I had no more debt and I had less money down and they offered me half a million dollars. Like just even given the opportunity that, you know, I didn't, I didn't take it at the time. And I was kind of weary because I didn't know what all was going to be entail, what all was going to be like. I wanted to do more research on it before I just, you know, acquired half a million dollars in debt. But, uh, but even just that opportunity there and it's, it's not there anymore. Like they cancel that bill. So you got to start from scratch. So I feel like they try to keep us as, like you said, the working class, the working class, they don't want you to succeed. They want you to be there. You're the ants. For sure. Um, I, I agree. Uh, but I, I also would counter that with, uh, and I do say they want to keep you down and all that, but they do have avenues. It's just that you have to have that, that mentality that go getter like I, i'm not going to take no for an answer and just keep digging and digging because there are many um you know subsidized loans and just business loans for minorities oh um, yeah and yeah. i didn't learn i didn't learn this until i was working in the um uh, uh what is it the uh austin minority small business uh, department i was working in the same building as them and i just started seeing all the stuff that they had and i started digging into it and you get pretty big discounts credits and you could get government contracts and it's totally possible man um, oh yeah, yeah you just have to do that research you know well and, that, and, and that's saying that you didn't yeah yeah well and that and that was uh, just... that was my deal too like from what they were offering me before to what they offer me now with less you know what i mean it was just like a big difference like i did see some things that i was looking up and i was like okay like i could get a grant that i wouldn't have to pay back and there, there was some other things just because i was you know hispanic 
But at the same time, I was like, man, fuck these people. Because I had to dictate my plan to them to the T. And if I didn't follow it, then they would pull my grant money. You know what I mean? Yeah, so if, if anything detoured, you know, say I got hurt or my wife got sick or my kid got sick and I couldn't do it exactly the way it was and I had to change it, then they would pull my money. And I'm like, fuck that. So I'm just going to do it on my own. I mean, I could see why you would be hesitant. But at the same time, I mean... Another thing is too, like you just got to know the system. Like for example, when you would have said you said that to be able to give you a half million loan, I would have fucking snatched that shit up real quick. I would have made an LLC because I would have put that money into the LLC, so that way my assets were protected. It's just knowing how to play the game. You know, you you were worried about you know what if this didn't work out? I had to pay this shit back. Well, there's these guys get rich because they know how to play the game. They create right, an right. LLC. They have everything in that company. When it comes to taxes, they create a, a charity, their own charity for something they want to do. Like I've even thought about this myself. Like if I wanted to create a charity, I'd create a charity for um, helping kids learn the basics of, of electronics. And it's something that I'm interested in too. And I just, you know, have this charity. I get donate the money, and boom, there's my write-off. Boom, I don't pay any taxes, and I have two things that I'm interested in that I'm running. I mean, right, it's just right. playing the system, man. It's really what it is. Doing your research, finding these ins and outs. I mean, fucking Trump. He started out by with politics, with the the city of New York, getting money from them, getting the tax discounts for building hotels. I mean, of course he had money beforehand, but it's like what you do with your money. That money could have just sat there. He he let it grow. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I agree one hundred percent. It. It just depends on how your money goes. I, I just didn't like that, especially with even with that 500,000 one, they, they kind of wanted to dictate what I, how I was dealing with my money. And I, I didn't like people. I don't, I don't like people trying to tell me what I can and cannot do, you know? And I don't know the ins and outs of that, but it sounds very similar to something that I was looking into uh, for real estate. Um, there's something called a hard money loan, which is um, people use this, if they want to flip houses, um, what you do is you go to a private lender, somebody, most likely it's somebody who is a real estate tycoon and they started out maybe flipping houses or, you know, they just, they just inherited or whatever, and they don't want to do all the legwork. So what they'll do is they'll loan you the money to buy the property. They'll loan you the money to fix it up and they'll give you a year to do it. Um, but in order for you to do that, you have to do exactly kind of what you're describing. You have to lay out to them everything. Yeah. The building plan, the cost, the expense, the time frame, um, all that. But to me, that's a small price to pay for an opportunity to have like a snowball effect of a business. Like that's that would be one flip. And then maybe I could take that profit from that flip, buy another property without a hard money loan and invest my own money and then flip it and boom, all the profits mine. You know, it's just it's just how you do it, it's how you work it and and I'm not saying you did it. I'm not like down talking or anything like that, but I'm just saying like, right. what my point is, is that you got to have that. Nobody's going to tell me no attitude. I'm going to find a way. I'm going to research. I'm going to ask questions. I want to make context. There's, there's no way I'm not going to do this. Right. Well, and, and, and honestly, that's what I did. Like I reached out to, uh, what do you call, it? uh, like I have a customer who's a loan officer and his dad does uh commercial businesses. And so I reached out to him and I, like I, I've done, some research on it, especially, especially for starting up a business. Cause I just didn't want to do, uh, I get, I guess it's, di I have a different mentality than some people. Like I would, you know, like Danny, Danny has 
bunch of business ideas and he jumps two feet in, but it's him and Jeanette. You know what I mean? And then, you know, Matt, Matt did the exact same shit, but it's him and Danae. You know what I mean? But for me, I have to be a little bit more cautious because it's not just me and Jen. It's me, Jen, and the kids. You know what I mean? So I can't put all my eggs in one basket and hope for the best because, you know, I can do okay with struggling, but I can't allow my kids to struggle. I mean, and I think that's where the whole, I get you. Um, and I feel like that's where the whole knowledge is power thing comes into play. It's because you know the right things, you know the right people, but you could come out and the top of everything. And kind of how I said earlier, like you're saying you don't want to risk your family and all that. Well, that's the reason why uh, people create LLCs is because it separates them. Right, and right. LLC is pretty much like an individual. A business is like an individual. It's insane. You know what I mean? Yeah. If that LLC goes bankrupt, it doesn't fuck with your shit. It's like, oh, oh, well, okay. I tried. Right. Well, I mean, and I'm obviously I'm not honest. Well, I mean, yeah, I was going to create an LLC. I mean, hell, we got another business venture coming up uh, that me and the wife are going to do. Uh, I, I think you heard me talking when we are on the Xbox the other day. I, I think he kept asking me, and I wasn't going to say shit because we had a we're still looking into it. But that was me. I think. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, but yeah, me and the wife were talking. She had some idea that popped in my head. So you I think know, I, I heard, overheard you say something, and I kind of got an idea what it was. Yeah, would would already subscribe. He's got two boxes. Nice. Your figures. It's dildos. It's it's dildos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, I mean, okay, so so we get into that. We we talk a little bit about this. I mean, earlier you were talking about how you had people with kids and stuff like that. So for the, for the situation that's going on now with the weather, like, how do you feel? Do you think it's a contribution from the state side? Do you think it's issues on the people side? Like who people are looking for somebody to blame for everything that's going on. And I feel I think that's the problem. Uh, and I'm wondering if like, do you feel like there's an at fault? Of course, everybody's at fault. The government's at fault for not doing their fucking job and their due diligence. And the people are at fault for relying on the government and not being prepared and being self-sufficient. It's that simple. Everybody wants to point fucking fingers and it's annoying. Yes. It's very. like we're adults. You know what I mean? We have to take responsibility for ourselves. And if you fuck up, you could keep fucking up or you could learn from it. And hopefully the next time that this happens, you have a better footing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just don't know. Like I, like on my, on my can, uh, well, like on my wife's side of the family, like they are, they were pro Biden. You know, I was Uncle Tom because I supported Trump, all this other shit, right? And even now, like they were, like I felt like they were causing waves, like on Facebook. My sister in law, she was on there talking about go get gas. All these gas stations are out of gas. They can't do this. You know, uh, we're going to run out, this and that. Like, and literally causing, like she had, 40 fucking comments of people like, oh shit, we're going to go get gas. And I'm like, the first gas station I went to, I filled up my car. I've actually filled up my car twice, to be honest with you, during this whole snow thing. Cause I, well, I went yesterday, I went to San Antonio to go get groceries because I didn't feel like standing in line for four hours. But honestly, I had the time, so I was like, fuck it. But yeah, so I filled up my car twice. Uh, and I, I don't think I saw, except for one gas station that didn't have gas. But I think like it's I think people over panic sometimes and then turn around and, and they're like, well, Abbott didn't do enough for me. Abbott knew this was coming at, you know, Abbott didn't do this. He's running this. He's running that. And I'm like, you know, uh, the government, I mean, hell, the government might control the weather. I mean, there's 
conspiracy theorists out there all over the place, but you know. I mean, I, I, I like I said, I haven't been paying attention to that stuff, and that's one of the main reasons why. But uh, I, I, I know what you're saying. I agree. I mean, like, what about you, Bigo? Like, what, what have you experienced? Have you had like electricity out? Have you? Had, like, Dude, I haven't had shit. Literally, have not had shit. Like, we lost hot water in the kitchen sink and the water to the toilet in the master bathroom. But I got both of the closest faucets uh, dripping and they cleared themselves out and I've never had another issue. Like water pressure has been fine. Electricity's never gone out. Water, I mean, we, we've had it really good here. We've been really lucky. Um, so, I mean, it's hard for me to not sympathize, but like, understand other people's situations because my situation has been so good but the more i hear stories about other people's electricity going out rolling blackouts some people losing electricity for 24 hours plus you know they can't keep their house warm because especially like in apartments like my nephew uh lost electricity for like 27 28 hours and the thermostat in their home and their apartment showed like 35 degrees and the shitty part about apartments is they don't have gas stoves and stuff for like, and you can turn on the oven. It's all electric. So if you have no power, you've got no power, no heater, no, you can't go turn on the oven to try to warm up a space. Like that's when you're just like, fuck that shit sucks. Like we've been really lucky to not have any issues. And I mean, I, I feel you and, and I, I'm very well much be coming off like an asshole. And it's like the story of my life. Um, I just, you know, I'm sitting here in a fucking government building with a heater, getting fed, you know, I'm able to take a shower. Even if I was at home, I'd have all these amenities. So, uh, you know, I get you. But at the same time, I'll tell you this, uh, before Corona, I was always, no, this was happened. So I always would research off grid, whatever, just, it just always intrigued me. Even, even the cool, it's just the cool factor about it. I was always interested in that stuff. So as soon as Corona hit, fuck, my paranoia went into high gear. Uh, my off-grid mentality went into high gear. And, you know, I started prepping. Like, like if I, I was already prepping slowly before, just buying the cool shit that I liked. But I started prepping with the necessities, the food and stuff like that. So I'm good for however long I'm good for. You know, that's not public information, but I'm good. Um, and my family's good. And I made sure that I bought stuff for my family. And I bought an excess because that's even good for bargaining, you know. So uh, I could come off like an asshole, but man, uh, it's like a closed mouth don't get fed. Those Why help those who don't want to help themselves? You know, like we need to stop pointing the finger. Yes, this is tragic. Yes, people are suffering. But like other people say, wake the fuck up, you know. If you didn't realize beforehand the past <clears throat> year that the government doesn't have your back, <laughs> if this doesn't wake you up, then then what is the point of you being around? Yeah, like, I mean, well, I don't know. Go ahead. You want? Well, I'm just thinking about that last part, saying you know that the government doesn't have your back. That's, I mean, that's pretty much what we've been trying to say. Like, it's not even just that they don't have your back. It's that you shouldn't have to rely on them. You know, I was, I was. In Boy Scouts, you know, I've got a few like survival tricks and shit like that. But that's just like shit that people don't learn. They're so reliant on shit like energy, on electricity, you know, to get through everyday life. It's all luxury. So, you know, there's just certain things that I feel like people 
and and the same thing with you know gator was talking about you know using the um what is that shit called the the oven you know cecilia grew up in that same del valley fucking mentality you know didn't have a lot of money and stuff like that she was like well if we lose electricity we can at least turn the oven on and this and that and i was like yeah i mean we can also just fucking get under a bunch of blankets and cuddle each other and that'll fucking warm us up just as fast but I'm thinking like simplistic fucking ways of fucking creating heat. And, you know, there's just so many luxuries in this life that, you know, weren't there fucking long ass time ago. I mean, worst, I mean, honestly, worst case scenario, if it would have came down to it, like if it was really dire need, dude, I'd burn my fucking furniture. Like, you know what I mean? Whatever we would do to keep my family comfortable, you know? See, I get you guys, but also I feel like, yeah, we do. Um, we have a lot of amenities and, you know, we're very wasteful and it's different now than it was before. And I agree with that 100%. But one thing that hasn't been mentioned mm-hmm. here is that we have almost every piece of information in our pockets. Like when I was growing up, if I wanted to learn something, you have to go to college or you'd have to go to a library, look through a fucking catalog for a book on the subject that you want to learn walk around in the library, look for it, and hope that they had that shit in stock, read it, learn it, repeat, rinse. Like now, I fucking Google shit, look on YouTube. I mean, there's so many avenues for people to learn how to be self-sufficient, but yet they'd rather be posting on Instagram complaining about how the government is and turning their electricity off for 70 hours, eight hours. How about, hey guys, I fucking went scavenging around a neighborhood. I created, uh, you know, I found all these cans and created a hot water heater with these cans using solar power with, with, the sun. It's like, it's, it's, I'm disappointed in society. And I was very fortunate to have an uncle who, you know, taught me this stuff and taught me about finance and taught me about not to rely on the government and took me on camping trips and, and things like that. So yeah, I guess that, that's why I'm a little bit more of that mentality. And I, I do feel sorry for people, but at the same time, I feel like people suck because all they want to do is complain and blame their problems on other people. Yeah. There's no ownership. I mean, like I well, like like for me, for me personally, like I I feel like like my grandparents they were without power for what three days, and I took them a heater and because uh, they one of the one of the people brought them a generator and they could use it for I think it was like twenty minutes at a time or something like that. So they would let them for all their apartments and their assisted living place. But like that's my deal. Like the elderly who struggle. I, I personally feel like they should get first priorities on everything. Now, I don't know if I that's agree. just a mentality that I grew up with. Like, respect your elderly. Like, yeah. Help I mean, the elderly. Like they like, they yeah. helped you get to where you're at. And like, like my brother-in-law, you know what I mean? He's what? 27, 28, I don't know why 26. I, I don't know. How he, but like that motherfucker, it's like, you know, he was like, oh, uh, when he lost his job over there, so we'll come over here, clean my floors. I'll, I'll pay you 50 bucks a day or 200 bucks a week. Well, that's a little too hot. Then obviously you ain't hurting for fucking money. Cause I said, you were getting paid $160 every two weeks. And I'm giving you 200 bucks a week to come sweep and mop and clean my fucking tools. Like dude. And you're going to complain because it's hot. Like you literally just got a hundred percent pay raise, but it's a little too warm. Like, Come on, man. People are just I say don't know. it, fool. Say it. I mean, they're just. They're, I mean, they're just fucking delicate nowadays. Oh, I thought you were gonna say lazy. No, it's it's not. It's not so much laziness. It's just that people are so sissified. Like, like nobody gets their hands dirty no more. Nobody fucking like, dude. 
my grams used to have used to work fifty hours at the county, right? Okay. He worked fifty hours at the county, come home, take care of my grandma who was sick, right? And then spend hours on his yard doing the stuff on his car, doing shit around the house. Like Where the fuck did you find the time for all this shit? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm damn. like, damn. How how in the hell did you sustain like doing all that? And yeah, no shit. I'm hearing all of it and I'm like damn. And and I I'm pretty sure I think you went I know you never went to my old house in the Valley, but I think Randy over here, you went to my house in the Valley, right? The blue house with the garage? Yeah, yeah, I remember. So, I mean, you always saw, I mean, that yard, I mean, the house wasn't perfect, but the yard, everything worked, always had power, like, all that shit. Like, where did that go? Where did that mentality of, you know, and, and my grandpa started a business, he had a dump truck business, he re- <clears throat> he quit that because my grandma had got sick, and he was always on the road, so he quit that, moved to the county, sold all his dump trucks, sold all the big tools to help pay for all the, the stuff, you know what I mean? Like, but he never once complained, you know. He was always in his books, counting his numbers, fucking doing all this shit. But no, he never complained. And it's just a mentality that's gone away. And I feel like it's the age of participation trophies, for. Yeah, I just, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I just feel like it's going. It, it's, it's depressing. Nobody wins anymore. Nobody strives to be great. Because as long as you're there, for you're winning. That's what participation trophies have taught you. I think it's a lot of things. Um, I mean, it's the government, it's society, it's people, it's kids having kids, it's uh, kids going out with, uh, you know, a structure, not getting the right education. Um, maybe they're too reliant on technology. It's a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but it's like that thing where I told you, you know, closed mouth, don't get fed. And I've always been, I, I was like that. I was always there with a handout. I always wanted something given to me. Never wanted to work for it. And as I got older, you know, I realized that that's uh, not the way life works. Yeah. Um, if you want anything worth having, it takes hard work. Nobody's going to give it to you. Um, one of my mentors always told me, there's no such thing as luck. Luck is preparation meets opportunity. And that's some of the words that I've, I've lived my life by. Yeah. I mean, shit. I mean, I... I had my gramps, both my grandparents, uh, my grandfathers, my dad. I, I watched them fucking bust their ass, make something on himself. And, and my grandpa had a fifth grade education, or the grandpa I lived with. My other gramps had a ninth grade education. You know, my dad had a got a GED, but yet they still made something. Else. I mean, I, I went to high school and some college, but I did not let that deteriorate or you know deem what what was going to happen so i mean it, it, like i said it's all a mindset if you get content to yeah, where you're at you you know you just ride the ride very much so i mean like uh big o was talking about you know it's uh lazy uh and you just said content uh, and i'll be honest with you when it comes to my job i'm lazy as fuck <laughs> <laughs> i work in technology you know what i mean i work in yeah. it man I'm not, I'm not, that's the, the reason why I got it. I, I worked construction before and I was like, fuck that. My dad is one of the hardest motherfuckers in, on this earth. Like, I mean, even his job recognizes him for being like one of their top workers. Um, but me, I want to sit on my ass and I want to, you know, use programming for me to not have to get off my ass to do tasks. Right. I mean, it, 
it's but the thing is though is like i teach myself this i don't get opportunities here at work for somebody to take me by the hand and be like here you want to make more money so this is the role that you need to be in and this is what you need to learn so let me sit here and teach you step by step no i have to come to work i have to do my shitty job i mean my lovely job and when i get done i literally go home and start reading on shit that i don't like about my job that i want to fix and that's my personal time but at the same time that's my time to grow it's i'm not i don't look at it as work right right like it's enjoyment for you yeah i, I love what i do man i do i mean and that you know and i and i feel exactly where you're coming from because that's the way i mean dude i used to put 60 hours at the shop and then i'd go home and work till one or two in the morning you know yeah. i i mean and and Dude, I get home at one o'clock. I would eat dinner at one, take a shower, go to sleep, wake up at seven thirty, do it again the next day. Dude, six, seven days a week. It was, and, and to me, and people were always like, "Oh, you're crazy." And you heard Travis is like, "Damn, dude, you really?" Because I, I wouldn't bust ass at at the shop over here. Yeah. But at home, it was different, you know. But I was taking the knowledge that I was learning from a company, putting my twist to where it benefited me, you know. And even before I venture off into this new venture that I'm going into, you know, you know, I've looked at, I, I looked at here, you know, the shop that I worked at, I've seen three different people do three different mentalities when it came to a shop. So I take a little bit of what they do, make it into my own and see how can I do it better? And then I beat them like that dude, Izzy. Yeah. Like him. He struggled. For fuck, he was working outside um, under a tree for two and a half years, like struggling to make payments, struggle, you know, all this other shit. And I was like, I'm not going to start like that. I'll be ahead of the game. I see what he did. Okay. Jesse, same shit. Took some shit from him. Even even from the shop over here, little tweaks, little personalities, little, little way to word things. And then, I mean, now look, dude. I mean, we're making, I mean, we're making good money. I mean, I haven't worked for three weeks and my lights are still on and my bills are still paid. And hell, I just dropped a shit ton of cash for, you know, my grandma's funeral. So, yeah, you thought the lights were on, but you're in the middle of another rolling blackout. Nah, they're lights fixed are off. Nah, they're fixed now. <laughs> so, sorry to hear about your, your grandmother, man. Yeah, dude, dude, COVID. COVID's a, COVID's a motherfucker. Yeah. So, but other people are saying it's a hoax. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, I, I mean, I'm going to be 100% with you. When it first started off, I was like, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? I didn't. Me too. You know, it wasn't it, like I was like, okay, I feel like I'm healthy enough to beat this thing. Plus, I felt like we had it in December. Yeah. You know, the, our whole shop had got sick, dude. And that was the worst sickness I had felt in my life. Yep. Kicked my ass. I was down for yeah, like hey, a week. Uh, I remember Big O was talking about how, um, you know, uh, one party will say that they want to, they you know, vote for me because I'll give you a stimulus. And one thought that came to my mind uh, when he said that was just that every party wants that. Um, every party wants to keep the economy going and pump money into the economy, especially now. And that's what the stimulus is. Um, the economy is the people spending money to buy the richest goods and make them richer. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, if they don't have no money, they're not spending. That's true. What? Okay, I, I guess so. I, dude, I'm so I'm so torn on it. Like the economy is such a fragile being, you know what I mean? And it's like 
I, I, dude, I just, I, I don't know. It's hard. It's a, um, well, let's, let's start from this. Why do we not get basic finance schooling in the public education system? Why do we have home ec and not finance? What, you know, Why do we what? have wood shop and not finance. What do I have auto shop and not finance? What? Well, shit, even those shop classes aren't even going around. There's not even finance classes, period. And then shop classes, period. Like, yeah, they, I don't getting... know. I mean, like my I, uh, high school, just when I, when I was in high school, they built a brand new shop. And I'm pretty sure they still have it. Uh, it was fucking top of the line. I mean, they had a, an alignment rack, um, two of them, not just one. Man, and we had lifts. Yeah, no shit. Where were you going to school, Wesley? McNeil. McNeil. Wow. Well. <laughs> what the white side of town? Is that where you're going? We had we had. Why a, you think I'm so educated, bro? Right. We had <laughs> we had one lift and we pushed cows over. So. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, we just fucked around a lot too. So I mean, but you know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, well, I mean we had one thing. We had one where we talked about a few weeks ago that I had seen. They gave the kids like a a choice of what career path they wanted to go and then they gave them like basically the annual salary amount of that. And so they knew how much they were making, but then they had to go and pick up all their essentials, like what they're gonna need and and they would basically take the average of how much it costs, I guess, wherever they're living for whatever. So food, rent, car, insurance, shit like that. And people realize, you know, or the kids, it was a high school that, you know, they're not making enough money to pay for everything that they need slash want because they also had the the luxuries of life that they could pick. And that that's definitely awesome. Like that touches the surface. But like dude i didn't know what money meant until i looked into it myself and i still don't have a full understanding of it i have a grasp yeah um, but that shit needs to be taught you know like it's just bullshit like so you're talking more like checkbook balancing kind of shit where they teach you how to budget and how to manage your money yes that um investing uh you know how what is how's the the government run like what is the dollar you know how how do we get these uh or they call it why are we a national debt what is what is the national debt where do we borrow our money from? what are bonds you know just have a full finance section and break down everything uh, every investing uh savings uh accounting i guess if you want i mean just just have everything just the way that they have uh, in college but to start with the basics and I guess I would say middle school, even high school. Well, and see, <clears throat> like, you know, I have kids going through middle school and, and high school right now. And uh, the shit that they're pushing is idiotic in my in my eyes. You know what I mean? Like, because I know I know when I went to high school, you know, I was I thought I was prepared for life. And then life came and punched me in the dick. And, you know, it's like you thought, you know, and I figured you know, I figured that the times would change and they, they have, but they increase, uh, math, like regulations on math, reading and science. They don't even have any electives like accounting. They don't have, I mean, they had that one class that I, I can't remember what class it was, but I remember I told you where they had my daughter pick, they had to pick a political party and that's what they had to study and understand. And I was like, why don't you show them both sides and then they can make a decision on their own, you know? Because a divided classroom is easier to run for. 
Yeah, well, that's the way the, <laughs> that's the way the country's run. Might as well run a classroom like that. But yeah, yeah I, I mean, the, I, the people's fault. Yeah, I mean, I but I agree. I agree with that. Like, it, it's just uh, they need to teach that shit. You know, my kids don't understand anything. Like, I like I was explaining to them. You know, they don't. You don't understand how good they have it. You know, compared to other people, and they think, oh, my life is so shitty. You know, but yet. They don't understand, like, my daughter's braces were five grand. Her dance is $2,800, you know. All her power lifting stuff, that's $1,000, you know. Every little thing they do costs something, and it doesn't come, you know. The government doesn't pay me. To pay for that. To pay for that, you know. You know, me and mom have to go out there and bust our ass to get it, so. Yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, 100%. And I mean, it goes back to what we were discussing earlier about how the, you know, the governments uh, keep you down. I mean, you know, not only just the government, just the people in power. Uh, a perfect example is something that just happened recently with GameStop. Oh, I mean, yeah. There's it, it, everybody. It, it, it's let's go back to, you know, GameStop, people educating themselves and realizing the power that they have and use it. And I love the whole GameStop thing is because it's people flexing that power that knowledge and what what did you know big fucking brother do they put a stop to that shit and then they just recently admitted that if they didn't do that that stock would have been into the thousand oh yeah yeah so, i mean so they always want to keep us down and then whenever we find the you know a loophole that they don't like it's quick to shut it down i mean even though they're still using that same fucking tactic and it's well known i mean and i'm very appreciative of people who do have money um like uh what kevin leary and uh that dude uh who owns the dallas mavericks oh mark, mark Cuban. Cuban. yeah how they were they were back in the uh wall street bets because they the exact same thing is that you know the hedge funds are doing that but now that the average joe wants to do that it's a problem and now yeah. it has to be regulated but when there was never talk of regulation whenever the hedge funds have been doing this since the start of the fucking um, the Wall Street since the start of Wall Street. Well, and and then you saw, did you see how quick the government was going to bail out those big companies for losing money? But yet the people, once they regulated and all those people lost, I think we had talked about it where the dude lost like 13 or $17 million from his investment. He still had money in it, but he had lost well, it might have been Danny, but he had lost like $17 because he invested a lot into that GameStop shares and it was going up, up. And then once they regulated and dropped it back down, that's how much he lost. Well, he wasn't going to well, get... he could have sold, though. Yeah, he could have. He could have. He was trying to ride the train, which, I mean, I, obviously it's that's a risk. That it's a risk. Like, But, you know, the government wasn't going to bail him out. He lost $17 million. That's his own damn fault. But the big companies, through the next day, they were like, well... We'll write you a check for your losses because of this. And it was like, why? If they lose that, that's a tax write-off somehow, some way, and they, they'll, they'll make that shit up. Like, I don't know. Just power, man. Yeah. You gotta read the fine print. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fucking, it's fucking insane. Uh, oh, yeah, well, fucking, we, we made it to Mars again. Oh, yeah, I did see that. I'm about to watch that live, but I was at work. Yeah, I just, I didn't, I didn't watch it. I didn't really give a fuck. Like it's cool and all. Uh, the new rover. There was um, this, I guess, National Geographic or some shit. I, I, there's a TV in here, and I turned it on, and they were talking about the preparations for all that. It seemed pretty interesting because they were talking about the uh, 
building the rover or whatever the fuck that's called. Like getting it into the rocket? Yeah. Like just with the building it, building it. Oh yeah. The engineering of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, the crazy part is too, is that like how they have to do it in the clean room. Everyone's got to have those full body suits on and it can't touch anything. Um, what's the word? I didn't even see that. I didn't know that. Like, uh, organic it can't touch anything organic because the whole point of that rover going to mars is to find signs of life and if it go if somebody touches it and it's got you know skin cells or something some kind of dna or it'll be a false positive yeah exactly so they have to do it in like a clean room and then i'm assuming they have to do the same thing with loading it on the rocket to get in it in space but it's been in space for what three months now or something like that yeah i think it i think it takes I think I saw it's like three and a half months. Ago. Yeah, I was going to say it's like three or four months just to get to Mars. But now it's officially on Mars' surface. That's what's up. Yeah, I've been watching. Yeah. I, you know, I watched this show on Netflix, and I guess it's old as fuck, called Conspiracy Theories. You ever watch that shit? I don't watch Conspiracy Theories shit. Dude, watch that There's shit. There's truth in it. Yeah, it, it's trippy as fuck. The first thing I watched was like how Hitler escaped. and was, That he never really died? Yeah, he didn't die in the bunker. And I was like, he just went into hiding. Well, could, yeah, because it was interesting because they never found any bodies. And then the bodies that they said were him that got burned, uh, DNA results showed that it wasn't him. I'm I'm all for conspiracy theories, but you have to fact check fact check that shit. Well, and see, you know, that's dude. I want to take you to go. No, you don't want to know something. I remember one time this this fool came to, came up to the shop. And he was uh, talking to... See, I don't think you ever met Dare. No. Hey, you remember Dare? That old man? When you brought the Mustang up to uh, TC over here? I think it was you and Sal. And that old man was telling you uh, those crazy-ass stories? Remind me a little bit more. Uh, He was the one that uh, I told you he fell asleep in the wing of a plane. He woke up in Japan. No, I don't remember that. Oh, dude. That dude was a fucking nut. (laughs) <laughs> but I, I just I thought about that right now as soon as you said that. yeah like he one of his stories was he fell asleep in a in a wing of a plane and he woke up in Japan and then another one was he had shot a deer and the deer took off running so he jumped on the deer broke off his antler stabbed it in his chest killed it <laughs> like this dude was fucking crazy but sorry I got a little sidetracked yeah, no shit was that the same guy who um uh, killed the mass or the uh, crazy shooter downtown on Thanksgiving while holding the horse in one hand and the pistol in the other. What the fuck? What? You don't remember that? No. <laughs> it was like three years ago in downtown Austin. Um, the after I think it was either Thanksgiving or the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. It was Black Friday, and it was like two or three in the morning, and somebody went downtown and just started shooting their AK at the at the APD main. And maybe uh, mm. uh, APD headquarters. You don't remember that? Yeah, nah, I I vaguely remember hearing something. I didn't know about the guy on the horse. I just remember that was some dude shooting. Dude, it's like it's almost like an urban legend around here, but it's the truth. Like he uh, he straight up he was a patrol a horse patrol cop because they have horse uh, stalls downtown, and he was going back and um, saw the guy hopped off the horse, was holding the horse, and with his uh, um, sidearm. Shot the guy one time and killed him with the first shot. Damn. And he was like probably like twenty yards away. Dude, that's fucking nuts. Well, okay, yeah. let, let me ask you this. Let's let's dabble in this for a second. Uh how do you feel about the uh 
the gun control situation that they're trying to pass. Uh, you got to be a little bit more specific. Well, I, mean, I, I don't. I know that there's a bunch of bullshit. Like, but what do you mean? How I feel about that? I mean, well, obviously, uh, that it's bullshit. Well, because there was that one bill that they were trying to pass. I think me and you talked about it the other day. For uh, I can't remember the fucking number, but where they could uh, seize your guns or whatever. Right. Right. And then now he's pushing another bill to talk about uh, getting rid of the large capacity magazines, uh, no AR ammo, and limiting how much ammo you can buy total. I mean, I I definitely feel like it's intruding on my rights as not only an American citizen, but just as human being. Uh, I feel that it's very biased and one-sided. I feel like they're trying to make us weaker than we already are. Uh, I don't think it's right that we can't have quote-unquote assault weapons, but when a city starts rioting and there's a governor or a mayor in that city, they're quick to call law enforcement to surround their home with quote-unquote assault rifles, but yet the average American cannot protect themselves. Uh, I mean, that right there should be a red flag, but I mean, people were so jaded because of many things that happened in history, um, mainly that I could think of is the school shootings. But if you look at the facts, it's, it's just completely one-sided. One major fact is that all the major mass shootings have all happened in a gun-free zone. I mean, that right there is enough to just uh, stump that. The magazine thing is bullshit. You want to, you know, California has the 10 round mag. Shit, I'll have 50 10 round mags. It don't matter. It's not going to stop me from hitting my targets, yeah. switching a mag. I would never do that. But, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think they just look at it at the ideology that it would slow you down a little bit having to switch the mags out. I mean, not if you're good. Shit. I mean, I'm just saying that's the ideology idea. for. I'm not saying it's guaranteed. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just stupid. It's just a ridiculous. It's like I mean, I don't know. It's, so you it's you a gun owner yourself? There. I mean, I I used to be, but I sold them all ever since oh, okay. the, they started passing all these strict laws. Yeah. See, I'm not a gun owner, so it's hard for me to follow along because I I don't own any weaponry, no pistols, no no, no shotguns, nothing. I've been through the process of uh, getting an NFA item and uh, got looked up my asshole with a flashlight. And I mean, it's to me, it's bullshit, but it's a price that I'm willing to pay to have those amenities. But if you want to start restricting it more and more, I'm just like at the point where enough is enough. And um, if you come, if I'm a citizen who owns a gun and you come knocking on my door asking for it um, or therefore demanding it uh, i think that's that's unlawful and i i i'm sad that we have uh, law enforcement that would even enforce that local law enforcement <clears throat> there has been plenty of um, you know local law enforcement in cities that said they wouldn't and i really hope that they would stick by those words uh, especially law enforcement they should know better well i mean i guess so uh, me and me and O here we we've, we've kind of gone back and forth with you know, we've talked about gun control. Honestly, honestly, we pretty much touched bases on everything on this, on this, uh, on politics side of shit. You know what I mean? But uh, I saw today earlier that oh, that's what I was going to ask you. So earlier today, I guess on off of Old Torf, uh people started rioting. 
you know, they started looting and all this other shit, right? And uh, you seem you seem like a uh, I don't know if you actually identify with a political party or not. You seem kind of more of a of a of a middleman or at least open minded. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. I take that as a compliment. Yeah, I mean, you you see, I mean, a lot of people don't see both sides of the spectrum. Like I see both, I try to see both sides of the spectrum, and I have my own opinions. Some people are, you know, either far left or far right, and that that, that mindset to me is, you know, idiotic in my opinion. But speaking speaking of that, like the riots and and or the, the looting and all that other stuff and the riots, like in the past of what's been going on before the election, like I want to get your opinions on that. Like what what did you like what do you, I guess what do you think about it? Like do you think that it was wrong for people to do it? Do you think it was? I mean, obviously it's their their uh, their right to do it, but you know that's their right to do it. Well, it's a protest. It's a protest. Yeah, okay. they're able to protest. Not right. It is against the law to riot. Right. I mean, I, um, I definitely would feel like if I were, I don't identify with a party, so I would agree with you on that. Um, I'll definitely try to hear both sides. And I think the biggest thing that lacks in society and politics today is being able to communicate. Um, and I feel like protesting, it, it, it's a positive thing if done the right way. Right. Um, and protesting turning into riots is definitely not the right thing i don't think that riots are um constructive uh, you're you're <laughs> you're pretty much damaging property of a citizen you're not you know giving it to the man <laughs> like what is the fucking point like it's just people angry it's like an animal in a cage trying to get out they're frustrated they don't know what to do they don't know who to turn to so they see red and they were a little bit more educated, a little bit more emotionally strong and um, able to sit down and be like, look, this is a problem. We want to talk about this and we want to find a resolution that will work for both of us. Um, and we're going to sit out here and occupy this street, this building or whatever, until you agree to that conversation. I feel like just, I mean, off the top of my head, I feel like that's a better way to handle things um, because the government is very hard-headed and sometimes people feel that they have to break shit to get a response but you're not three years old anymore grow up get a set of balls get your mind right and let's act like adults and fucking resolve these issues or else we're gonna be in a loop i finally remember what i was gonna say this guy nicely said yeah no i mean that i mean yeah <laughs> oh, that, that was, sorry my bad I, it popped into my head right now and i was like oh shit no but uh i mean Cause you, your opinion on riots? What are they? Oh, I think they're fucking stupid. Like you can protest peacefully and have all of the right. Like, uh, you you can do it. That I I want to say it's the right way, but um, the logical way, maybe. Well, you, like you're, you're more you're more likely to get your point across just protesting peacefully. As soon as you start rioting, that's out of anger, and anger is not the way to get your point across. That's like he said, throwing tantrums and shit like that. You know, that's the way society has been raised now is, you know, kid throwing a temper tantrum in the store and the parent was just like, fuck it, give it to him because then he'll be quiet. You know, I mean, it got it was so bad that, you know, this was, you know, when they were writing for the BLM stuff, but uh, they were even people black owner saying black owned on their shop so they didn't get destroyed but it didn't help any because like 
yeah. Randy said uh, they saw red. So, you know, they just wanted to fuck some shit up. And it didn't matter if it was black owned or black this or whatever. You know, they're out there trying to say we're fighting for BLM. and But they're still fucking with people that, you know, are part of BLM. Like, yeah, it, it just it con- totally contradicted everything. That That's why I feel like riots is like completely out of anger. It's not logical. Well, and, and see, like my deal was like like the Minneapolis riots, right? They burned down personal black Hispanic owned businesses, right? They burned all that down, and then when they started to get to the rich side of town, they shut it down. Like they stopped and all that, and people people were proud of that. They're like, "Yeah, we got our point across." No, you dumbasses! If you would open your eyes and look, you damaged your own community. Those people that the hard earned people that made something of themselves and wasn't price gouging you you just fucked them you know because insurance only pays 80 percent, so they're gonna lose money regardless you know and and to some people it's not even about the money it's just the you know the blood sweat and tears that go into making something like and they're and helping the community and shit like yeah. that yeah there's people out there like that i mean it i mean there there was one i saw this i saw a couple during one of the one of the videos right they had just bought a business, like literally had just bought it. It was their first day there. They're opening the doors to, you know, start remodeling. And this group comes up and they start breaking their windows because they wouldn't let them put a BLM sign in their fucking shit. And I'm like, dude, why? You know, I saw something similar where I think it was Seattle or where the fuck? It might have been Minneapolis. I don't know. Um that there was um, protesters, not rioters, I guess, protesters um, walking up and down this uh, prominent um, LGBTQ community. And there was, um, I guess, a house party going on. And just because the protesters wanted these individuals to, you know, pretty much represent their cause and these you know, private citizens were just like, we're just trying to, you know, have our house party and enjoy ourselves. And we would appreciate it if you get off our property. Um, it completely escalated and they started trashing the house and um, pulling out their phones and calling these people, you know, uh, bigots and racist. And yeah. these are individuals from the LGBTQ community and you're calling them bigots and racist. Like, how naive are you? Uh, that just shows your ignorance at that point um but you know uh, you guys mentioned earlier that you know writings are counterproductive and they do nothing and uh, you know i i i would agree to with you to an extent but i had a co-worker kind of open my eyes a little bit on this is because what he told me was that if you turn on the news you see nothing but these blm movements or um, defund the police completely publicized and you know part of the movement and um you know interviewing them showing the stories showing the rioting and whenever there is a nice peaceful protest like for gun rights for example where everybody shows up whether they have a assault rifle on their shoulder or not or they're holding a sign there's not you know nobody injured um nobody threatened i'm pretty sure there's some verbal altercations but that just goes with you can't really control some bad seeds or some people are just extremely passionate i guess but um you don't see that on the news 
if you do, it's it's grand for a story. But I remember weeks, if not months, seeing nothing but broadcasts of rioters and, you know, having sit down interviews with somebody who has no, what's the word that I'm looking for? No credibility for any kind of education about social injustice or anything. They're just somebody who started a blog right. who was angry enough to have people follow them. It, it, I mean, where's our MLKs? Where's our Malcolm Maxes? Where's our educated leaders? Um, it, that's what this world has came to. And um, the media loves it because it gets viewers. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, honestly, I, I know me and Miguel have talked about this a lot, but media manipulation is is you know it's a real deal people people turn to the news for answers and if they if this is all they're seeing and not seeing both sides of the spectrum like you know for instance i use my brother-in-law a lot just because sometimes his reactions are uh in my eyes you know idiotic to an extent you know what i mean like it's like he was we we got into a conversation about trump and biden right and I literally had this, had him in tears. This is a grown ass man in tears. When we talked, he was like, Trump's a racist. And I asked him, I said, this is the question I asked him. I said, how? And he was like, oh, oh, oh. dude. I mean, literally I would, I'm driving him to his house and he's almost in tears. He's like, that, that's a typical Trump supporter response. You don't see it. You don't want to fucking see it. And all I asked him was how explain your view. And that's why he's never been on the show. I've had my other brother-in-law try, you know, and I, and I'm not trying to poke the bear. I'm not trying to do like, I want to see the other side of the spectrum so I can try to understand where you're coming from, you know, but people don't do that. People, people don't have, I don't know if it's just a lack of education or just, or, or they're just so brainwashed that, you know, like the meme of going around that, you know, and I sent it to my brother-in-law, obviously to trigger him. But, it you know, it was like, oh, well, this never happened when Trump was uh, in president. You know, talking about the outages and stuff like that. And I was racist. I was racist because I sent that to him. Well, um, <clears throat> I know that they say that you should keep politics out of work, but um, I, I, I don't really do that. And um, I kind of <laughs> <laughs> poked the bear a little bit. It's, but it's because it's in good cause, in my opinion. And I have two things come to mind whenever we talk about that. And how one person, the way that, you know, your scenario with your brother-in-law. And um, if you think about it, you know, he was in tears. He was hurting. And I think that the reason why he says Trump is a racist is because there is something or something or someone that happened to him that made him believe that. It, whether it was Trump or whether it was somebody else in the past, whether it was his upbringing, where it jaded him that now this party is just completely against Hispanics or, or whatever, the BLM or whatever, LGBTQ. It, they're just jaded. They shut down and they see, they have tunnel vision. They just see and feel that every time you bring that, that party up, they go back to that feeling and they're just, they get into defensive mode. And that's exactly what it sounds like your brother-in-law did. Um, and I've had discussions like this where I try to be, I have a um, Republican, I have a Democrat, and I want, I'm asking them right there together, their views. And I've drilled down to like, well, why do you feel that? What, what did this person did? I ask questions. And then I'm like, well, do you think that maybe that because this happened, 
this is the way that you feel towards this party or this individual. And even then they sometimes they won't admit it, but yeah. I feel like that's one thing. The other thing is that um, it's not just the news. Uh, I, I said media, like everybody choose where they get their news from nowadays. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTube, Facebook, um, whether CNN, whatever, and they're all biased. And then we also have algorithm. Once you click a video, there's nothing, you know, those videos are going to continue to pop up in your feed. And that's kind of one of the things that happened with uh, Facebook and why they went on trial. Um, so, I mean, that's... that's talking about as reason. far as, like, the whole selling your information and shit like that. Right. Because you're just pretty much guiding that individual to that tunnel. To that tunnel, yeah. yeah. Well, and and to me, like, and this, and this is what I don't get. Like, you know, I personally have had run-ins with the law. I've been you know, I guess technically racially profiled and stuff like that. But I feel like, I guess I'm maybe thicker skinned. I, I don't know how else to explain it. Like just because one cop was, a, was an asshole doesn't mean all cops are an asshole. You know what I mean? And I, I just, I don't understand this grouping mentality where if one, one bad, one bad seed or one bad apple in the bunch makes the whole bunch bad, you know? And it, yeah, I agree with you. It, it makes, to me, it makes zero sense. You know, and it, it's, I, I don't know. Well, isn't there that saying that one bad apple spoils the bunch? So, I mean, that's true. But it, but in reality, that's not true. Because you can always take the one bad apple out of the bunch and you're good. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think it's just like the general for reference that, you know, if you leave that bad apple there, it spoils yeah. the bunch. But I get what you're saying because I, I, I agree with you in the sense that just because one cop is bad not all of them are bad yeah i mean uh, like i told you earlier uh, i went to mcneil and before that i went to um deer park and uh -huh. this is in williamson county and when i went to school there uh, I, I think i was one of maybe five or six uh, minorities and um i remember walking down the street uh, right across the street from my school middle schooler um and i had blue laces in my shoes and they came like that from, you know, the Nike factory. However, uh, I had a Williamson County Sheriff pull me and my friend over who were walking to his house uh, to, I guess, ask me about my shoelaces. I mean, one would call it harassment, but I, I, I just want to say he asked me. And um, I was like, uh, well, no, they just came in these shoes, sir. Uh, I don't represent any gang and... I was had a cracking voice and was scared and was always taught to respect, you know, my elders and authority. Mm -hmm. But yet he, you know, treated me that way. And I could have totally been jaded or whatever. I was just more cautious. Yeah. And um, I mean, I've, I've had runs in the law too, but now uh, I, I rub shoulders with them. And I'm not saying that like I go golfing with them or anything like that, but I interact day to day and, I show respect, I get respect. And sometimes I show respect and I don't get respect back. But that's on that individual. That's not on me. It doesn't reflect me as an individual. That's their problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. hell, I mean, what? Hmm. I mean, hell, I, I mean, recently I got, I've gotten pulled over twice. Hell, I got pulled over <laughs> two weeks ago leaving here. And, and honestly, it was on, you know, they pulled me over on some bullshit. They pulled me out the car. They searched my car. They asked, I mean, they asked me for permission. And I said, yeah, I don't give a shit. I said, I have nothing to hide. And <clears throat> the first time it happened, I got pulled over going into my neighborhood because I had a cigarette and I threw it out the window, which apparently is illegal. Didn't know that at first. It's littering. Yeah, it's littering. 
So, and then he accused me of smoking something and throwing it out because I saw him, which I didn't even know it was a cop behind me. I thought it was some asshole with his bright lights on. So I was about to brake check him anyways. <laughs> but the dude pulled me over and was like, you know, can I search your car? Can I do this? I said, yeah, well, I have my gun in the car. Just letting you know this and that. And he gave me a warning. And uh, you could tell he was kind of like, is the gun yours? Is it registered? You seem kind of nervous. So I was like, well, you have a gun and I don't. Or you have a gun on your hip and I don't have mine on my hip. So plus, you know. You're a higher authority than, you know, I, I've been taught to respect authority as well. So I'm like, dude, go ahead, search my car, do this. And they're like, they profiled you. That's racist. You should file a complaint. Why didn't you have your phone out recording? Why didn't you do? And I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. I said, the cop pulled me over. He suspected me of smoking weed or smoking some type of something. He was asking me all the right questions. And I, t- I gave him consent to search my car. I was like, did he rip up my seats? No. Did he? I said, did he run the serial number on my gun? Yes. And guess what? It's registered to me. I'm 100%. It's It's clean. It's legal. You know what I mean? Like, I have nothing to hide from this guy. If he wants to search something for me and waste his fucking time, go for it. Like, I was chilling on the side of the road with the other cop shooting the shit. You know, he was asking me how many rounds, how much I got the gun for, like, what I was doing tonight. You know what I mean? Like, me and him were shooting the shit like, hell, I gave him a business card. In case you need any fucking work. Like, I didn't give a shit. But people, I think people have a perception of, like, when it comes to, like, cops and, and, and just people in general, they they create this. Uh, uh, and uh, a little bit of technical difficulties there towards the end. But uh, we're going to wrap this up. We want to give a big thanks to uh, Randy. 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 No, remember Randy. Randy coming on out. Uh, we, we lost him towards the end here. But uh, just a quick close out. Um, the shit never happened under Trump. <laughs> well, <laughs> you but uh, yeah, nothing not, not else you want to touch on tonight? Nah, not tonight. I mean, we got a good, pretty good fucking recording session. Gonna have some fun editing. That's for sure. Oh yeah, I always have fun editing. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh shit. I'm just glad it's saved, dude. I'm. Just... <laughs> he said, "I'm ready to go get the gun. You better tell me it's fucking safe." <laughs> I'm gonna give you two seconds to tell me. Yeah. Well, well, fuck it. That's gonna do it for us tonight. Appreciate y'all listening. We'll see y'all next time. And we out.